0: In the sports betting network.
2: Scott Seidenberg here with you. It's the look ahead on v the sports betting network. You can always hit me on Twitter at Scott's on air. S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. The NBA play-in tournament continued here on Wednesday with the 9-10 games in the East and Western Conferences. In the Eastern Conference, it was the Atlanta Hawks blowing out the Charlotte Hornets, 132-103. to A game that never felt that close. (laughs) This was a a nine-point game after the first quarter. It was an eight-point game at the half, and then after the third quarter, it was over. That's it. I thought maybe there'd be some live betting opportunities in case, you know, a a team dropped down because of the lack of defense between these teams and never really was the case. Um, You know, the Hawks, they jumped out to a lead and they never really relinquished it, right? They went on a little run and uh, took like a 24-13 lead in the first quarter, and that was it. That's all she wrote. You had to have been impressed with the Atlanta Hawks defense in this game because it's not about you know, what they, you know what they did or anything special or whatever, but holding the Hornets to only 103 is pretty impressive. Like, that's, this is a very, this is a high-scoring offense. And for them, they did what they did on offense. They they, You know, Trey Young played well. Capella did well. Hunter played well. And they put up 132 points. And now, they set themselves up with a very winnable game against the Cleveland Cavaliers, a game that I actually think they will win. They're favored in that game on Friday. In Cleveland. And we know that home court means a lot. In the NBA. In the NBA playoffs, especially. That's what I'm saying, that's what I meant. Home court in the NBA playoffs means a lot. Atlanta's a two-point favorite in Cleveland, which means that probably at home, let's say neutral court, let's say if home court's worth two, maybe two and a half. I think it's more two, but maybe two and a half. Atlanta's a four-point favorite neutral court. They're a six-point favorite at home. I don't know if they'd be six-point favorites. Maybe five and a half, though. That is, that's quite possible. I mean, it was like five and a half in this game here against the Hornets. So, I like the Hawks. I think they're going to get by the uh, Cavaliers. I really do. I think the Hawks are playing well at the right time. In the Western Conference, Pelicans beat up on the Spurs, and there's a lot to like about this Pelicans team. There really is. And I don't know if we're going to see Zion Williamson. Um, Don't know. He did throw down a dunk pregame, which everyone's excited about, right? But this team with CJ McCollum now leading the way, it's a completely different team. And yeah, the future's bright, you know, because once Zion does come back and play, Ingram, McCollum, Zion, it, it's, it's going to be a fun team to watch. But right now, this is a team that's playing well. Right now, this is a team that down the stretch won the games that they needed to win to get themselves into the play-in scenario. Now they win a big game, and they cover against the Spurs. And the question is, are they live on Friday against the Clippers? And I think they are. It's a four-point line. I might be inclined to take the four points with the Pelicans in a game that very well could come down to the final possession. Because I think that this Pelicans team is talented enough to win it. And, you know, this Clippers team, I thought they should have won that game against the Timberwolves. Definitely, they're going to have to regroup. They are at home now. Um, they'll definitely probably have a... Well, they should have a better effort than they had in that game. And I wouldn't expect them to blow a lead like they did in that game. I think, what, they let up like a 16-2 run, something like that, against Minnesota? I don't think that's going to happen. But I could see the Pelicans having the lead and the Clippers having to come from behind. So it's a young... Fun team in from in New Orleans against a little bit older, you know, veteran-led team in in LA. Early read for me is to take the four points with New Orleans. The early read, lay it with the Hawks, and take the points with the Pelicans. That's the early read. As far as the early read for the Saturday the weekend games. I kind of want to take the points with the Mavericks in the first game. I kind of do. And hear me out. I think there's too much of an overreaction to Luka. And it's you can't ever say it's an over it's an overreaction because um the guy is just the most important player on that team. Like, he is the, he is the entire team. He hasn't been ruled out yet, but he's not going to play. And if I'm the Mavericks, I don't play him in game one. I see, you know, let's think that we have a shot here in game one and Maybe we get him here for game two. Or you sit him out for both game one and game two and you just hope to earn a split. And you give him extra time now to recover from the injury and you get him back for game three and you hope to earn a split in uh, Utah. And if that's the case, it becomes a three-game series and you got two of those three on your home floor and Lucas playing. And I would give you the advantage in that in, in, in that case. Adrian Wojnarowski from ESPN said um, quote The Mavericks are very much preparing for the possibility of not only of not only maybe not having Doncic in game one, but maybe even game two on Monday. If this was the regular season, you wouldn't even be talking about him possibly playing this weekend. I think you can expect him to go down to the wire Friday, Saturday on this, but a great deal of skepticism and concern about how soon he will be available in this playoff series against Utah. Look, that's what I would do if I was Dallas. I would not play him in games one and games two, and I would wait until game three, which is probably gonna come up, when is that? On Thursday of next week? Is Game Three, so you're giving him an extra week to come back from this injury, and all you're trying to do, all I'm telling my team, if I'm Jason Kidd, is just get me a split of these first two games. Just get me a split, because then the goal is to just get a split in Utah, as I mentioned, and make this a best of three with help with Luca playing and two of those three games are in Dallas. That's what I would do. But I'm kind of leaning towards taking the points here with Dallas in game one, thinking that they're gonna rally around each other without Luka and a seven and a half point movement is too much of an over. reaction. The one thing I will say is that if or once it becomes official because it hasn't yet, but once it becomes official that Luca's not playing I think people are going to bet on the Jazz even more and this line could go even higher and then you can take the Mavericks at Plus five, plus five and a half, plus six, and that I think is great value. Uh, Grizzlies minus six and a half is where I lean in that first game against the Timberwolves. Uh, I will take the Raptors pretty much in every game of the series against the Sixers. Uh, I think the Warriors are really gonna. I don't want to say flip the switch. That's kind of the sense I'm gonna get. I'm getting from them is that. This is a team that knows, hey, the second season starts now, and this is where they play for real. And I hope Steph Curry comes back, even without him. i like them to beat Denver, and especially with him, I think they roll here in game one. We'll talk more about the NBA playoffs. Coming up next, Andrew Cayley from Covers will join me here on the program. You can hit me up on Twitter, at scottsonair, S-C-O-T-T-S, O N A I R. We'll get Andrew's take on the uh, Sixers, uh, excuse me, the Celtics against the Nets. And yes, I got to ask him about the Sixers against the Raptors. Um, you know, hopefully he's not too much of a homer being there in Toronto, but we'll get his thoughts on that series, which I think is the most intriguing series right now. This is the look ahead with me, Scott Seidenberg, right here on VC, the sports betting network. VSIN the Sports Betting Network. Scott Sandenberg back here with you. What's the look ahead here on VCN the Sports Betting Network. Here to help us continue the conversation about the NBA playoffs is Andrew Cayley from Covers. You follow him on Twitter at covers underscore Cayley with a C. And Andrew, let's talk about uh, the Brooklyn Nets who win the play-in game uh, for the seventh seed. They'll now match up with the Boston Celtics. This is really interesting to me because it actually opened up as Brooklyn as the favorite and it immediately moved to the Celtics as the favorite in this series. Anything about Brooklyn that you saw from that play-in round or the way that they've been playing that, that you like them against the Celtics or are you taking the seas here in, uh this matchup
3: the thing with the nets is they a lot this whole stretch while they were battling for that play in spot we weren't sure if they were going to be in the seven eight game or this nine ten game and all along oddsmakers kept them as the favorites to win the eastern conference and now you're getting plus money for them to win the series um against the celtics I just, I just don't know how you can't take that from a value perspective at this point. The Celtics have been tremendous. Um, uh, Jason Tatum and uh, uh, and Brown are are two of the best one two punch maybe going uh, in the Eastern Conference when it comes to all round games. They just get after it so much defensively. Um, just Kevin Durant is is the the X factor in here. He can beat anyone on any court at any time he is uh the best player in basketball for my money and what's really helped too what like what i've noticed is now that Kyrie is with the team every day again Kyrie is playing much better as well and they're they're um uh, the the game they're playing together right now is is fun to watch they're they're going to be tough to stop the two of them
2: so would you take the points in game 1
3: i I'd, I'd take the points in game 1 yes
2: what about out West? There was a chance that the Clippers could be the seventh seed taking on the Grizzlies. They blow in lead and lose to the Timberwolves. Now, Minnesota takes on Memphis. What do you like in that series?
3: That's that's a really interesting one. Um, the The Grizzlies are, are, are sizable favorites in this series, about minus 330 to minus 350, depending on the book. Um uh, and I guess deservedly so. They're the number two seed in, a, in the Western Conference. I will say this. I think the West is pretty much as wide open as it has been in years, in, in the many years that I've been watching basketball. I, I don't remember a year where I, where I could pick out maybe six teams where I could say, yeah, that team could win the Western Conference. These teams split their two matchups uh, this season. One of them went to overtime, so they played lots of close games, but there was also a big blowout in this <laughs> matchup too uh, with the Timberwolves beating the Grizzlies 138-95 to at one point. Um, the Grizzlies are a strong defensive team, Defensive Player of the Year candidate, and uh, Darren Jackson Jr. anchoring that defense. They get, uh, John Morant gets a lot of support uh, in scoring from his teammates. He doesn't have to do it all himself, uh, but this, uh This Timberwolves team can put up a a ton of points and they can put them up fast. Uh, It was interesting to see them celebrate the way they did after that win against the Clippers. Uh, I'll I'll let them celebrate it because obviously it's been a while since you could celebrate anything in, in Minnesota when it comes to being on a basketball court. Um, So and a lot of those guys are really young and they're obviously building something there. But to see Patrick Beverly shed some tears after that game was interesting. I think they're in for a bit of an emotional letdown heading into game one of this series. And I I'd probably lay the points in game one with the Grizzlies
2: couldn't agree with you more. Uh, The 76ers in the Raptors series is really interesting to me. I I think Toronto is absolutely live, especially uh, knowing that Matisse Thybulle is not going to be able to play the games in Toronto for Philadelphia. Plus, uh, call me a hater, I'm just not really high on James Harden in the playoffs. So, I'm I'm going to be going with the Raptors in this series. I know I don't want you to sound like a homer here, but what's your thoughts?
3: Well, I am a homer, unfortunately, (laughs) and I have I have bet them at plus one fifty. I've just, I've watched every game these two teams have played this season, and uh, Joel Embiid's going to have a great series. We're not, I'm going to get that out of the way. He's going to score maybe 30 points in every game he plays um, because he's bigger <laughs> than anyone the Raptors have guarding him. The Raptors do a weird thing where they throw out there like four or five, six, six to six, nine guys, uh, and they come at you in waves. He can jump over them and shoot over them, and he's so, and he is excellent. He deserves... Um. all of the praise that he's getting this year for the season that he's having. It, it's been fantastic, but the Raptors are going to make him pass the ball a lot in this series and it's going to be on a guy. If, if James Harden has a great playoff series, the Sixers can certainly win it. But uh, that really hasn't been the case, no matter where he's been. Uh, Yeah, his his history shows he's he's struggled a bit once the playoffs have come around. And the Raptors uh, and Nick Nurse, he creates uh, game plans better than anyone when it comes to that range. And this is the team that won the American League East the last two years, and despite uh, what I might think is questionable decisions they they continue to put out a strong product on the field uh, like I would have never thought in a million years thought they'd trade Austin Meadows when they did the guy's still 25 years old but they somewhere in their scouting department they said this is the trade to make and and I'm not going to doubt them to this point so so the raise at four to one has been impressive. Um, I've also uh, liked seeing how the Rockies have done at four and one to start the season as well. I don't think that'll last too long, but it's, uh, it's nice to have these little storylines. Like I'm not overreacting. I have a bunch of Brewers bets to win the, to win the NL central. And they've looked awful so far losing games to the Orioles. Uh, But uh, I would say just be patient early on in this baseball season. I like getting at least two months worth of, uh, two months worth of baseball numbers and data before we can really start evaluating these teams. Uh, and early on, I, I suggest simple things like uh five inning totals and looking at uh, starting pitchers who you can, who you can evaluate r- really easily um, especially in division matchups when they have uh, history against certain teams and they do well at certain ballparks. Um, and other than that, you just kind of try to find some hot streaks to ride early on before that data uh, tells us uh, all that information us baseball junkies love to dive into.
2: Andrew, appreciate the time and the conversation as always, and enjoy the start of the NBA playoffs. Thanks. You too, Scott. It's Andrew Kelly, You follow him on Twitter at Covers underscore Kelly. Does a great job covering the sports betting world for Covers. I'm Scott Sadenberg. You can hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S. O-N-A-I-R. Coming up next, we will uh, take a look at the Major League Baseball board here for Thursday. I got a couple of leans. Might be finalizing the play of the day. Not sure just yet. This is The Look Ahead here on v the Sports Betting Network. Resin, the sports betting network. Get your edge this playoff season with the Body Armor Edge Basketball Throwdown. Join four free fantasy hoops contests and play for your share of twenty thousand dollars in total cash prizes. While the auction unfold, while the action, excuse me, unfolds on the court. Head to DraftKings.com slash body armor edge now to draft your best lineup and find out if you'll outlast the competition. Body armor, more than a sports drink. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Scott Seidenberg back here with you on the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Taking a look at the Major League Baseball board here on uh, Thursday. I wonder if there is an opportunity to back the teams that have lost maybe the first couple of games here of a series or so. Uh, for instance, you got the A's against the Rays in the fourth game of this set. Oakland has taken two of three from Tampa. There was the 13-2 route in the first game. Then they lose 9-8 and then a 4-2 win here on Wednesday. Frankie Montas pitched into the seventh inning. I wonder if backing the Rays to even up this series is the move. Same thing with the Yankees. The Yankees have lost, or they dropped, excuse me, two of the first three to the Blue Jays. Maybe we back the Yankees to even up That series, as opposed to, you know, a team going down three games to one. Uh, I think it's worth monitoring the Mariners against the White Sox. We saw teams, now the Mariners have lost four straight games, but we saw teams on Sunday avoid the sweep. In fact, every team on Sunday that was staring at an 0-3 start, won their game. There was no 0-3 teams in Major League Baseball. Every team won on Sunday that was going to get swept or that was going to lose the third game in a row of the opening four-game set. So the Mariners now, against the White Sox, a game that will start at what? 2 o'clock Eastern time. Are the White Sox playing this game a little, I called it Sunday laziness back on Sunday, where it's like, hey, the team wins the first two games on Friday and Saturday, and then the Sunday day game, it's kind of like a little laziness, right? We just took the first two. We're going to travel later tonight or we're getting ready to start a new series on Monday. And a little laziness comes into play for those teams. And, and maybe that's the case. I don't, I don't know. Could we see the same thing here from the White Sox? And could the Mariners come out a little more focused, a little more energy, trying to avoid getting swept? Something to certainly monitor as uh, as we progress here throughout the early part of the season. Cardinals and Brewers. The Brewers are favored. It's Brandon Woodruff against Adam Wainwright. Initially, I love the Cardinals here. I really do. Adam Wainwright looked great in his opening day start. And with their rain out, he's got a little extra rest now. So, the Cardinals, you know, they were supposed to play the Royals here. That got postponed. That was supposed to be a Wright start. Little extra rest. Maybe it throws him off. I don't know. But then again, early in the season, you could probably use it since we had such a short spring training. The only reason why I, I, I'm a little shy here, and it's not about the pitching matchup, because the pitching matchup favors the Cardinals, because Brandon Woodruff got absolutely lit up in his first start against the Cubs, gave up seven runs in three and two-thirds innings. It's, that, it's the home opener for Milwaukee, and I just wonder if they're going to be feeling themselves a little bit. They just won back-to-back games in Baltimore, take two of three from the Orioles, after dropping two of three to the Cubs to start the season. I just wonder if maybe there's, you know, little, little confidence and home opener, want to perform for the crowd, all that stuff um, for the Brewers against the Cardinals. Pirates, Nationals, I lean Pirates. I really do. I'm, I'm, I lean it pretty strongly, actually, because I don't think this Adon kid is ready for the majors. You want to talk about fast track. Uh, This kid last season, I understand being a highly touted prospect, but he was pitching in single A last year. He went single A, double A, triple A last season. And then pitched one start. I think it was the last day of the regular season, frankly. Struck out nine batters, and everyone was like, wow, this kid's fantastic. First start of the season against the Mets, a little rocky. Yeah, the only runs he gave up came on a Pete Alonso grand slam, but dude still loaded the bases. And he walked four guys. I don't like walks from my pitchers. I don't like it when their pitch count shows more than half of their pitches were balls. There might be some control issues. I don't know. But hey, that was at home. Now he's on the road. Now he's pitching. And the Pirates, they have a, you know, JT Brubaker is much better at home. At least he was last year, much better at home than he was uh, on the road. And I feel like this lineup is starting to come together. Look, Cabrian Hayes just got a contract extension. And he's feeling good about himself. He went four for four on Wednesday. I think the Pirates are the move here against the Nationals. Philly's got to right the ship. And maybe getting out of Philadelphia is the good move for them. They go three and three on their opening homestand, dropping uh, two of three to the New York Mets, losing two straight, actually, to the New York Mets. And they almost got swept. They, uh, I don't want to say got lucky, but. Took a five-run eighth inning for them to come back and beat the Mets in the first game of that series. You got Kyle Gibson on the hill against Sandy Alcantara, and I got to be honest, Gibson was great in his opening day start. He threw seven shutout innings against the Oakland A's. But the pitching edge goes to Sandy Alcantara. Alcantara is the better pitcher between the two. He allowed three runs in five innings in his first start in San Francisco. But if you ask me which of these guys is going to have the better season, it's going to be Sandy over Kyle Gibson. But Gibson's got to be feeling himself after just a tremendous start to this. Las Vegas and we'll have extensive coverage including mock drafts from Matt humans Michael Lombardi former NFL GM will give his draft analysis v host Mike Pritchard who is a first-round pick and Sean King Super Bowl winning champion will give you insight you can bet on also legendary sports broadcaster and the voice of the Las Vegas Raiders Brent Musburger will give his draft best bets in our NFL draft betting. Guide. sign up today to get full access to VSin through the NFL draft for only 19 dollars at vcin.com slash spring Scott Satterberg back here with you it is the look ahead here on VSin, the sports betting network you know taking a look now at um what the rest of the major league baseball board looks like and trying to see if we can come up with a, a pick here um Rangers are one in four to start the season. Angels, I I just don't know. I mean, Otani looked good. Maybe an Angels first five play could be the move. Um, Let's look for some plus money, though, right? Let's look for some underdogs. Underdogs that I like. Cardinals plus 130, I would take them. I'd look at the Mariners if they're getting any plus money. I think right now it's pretty even, though, so it's probably minus 110 both ways. Uh, I would look at the Phillies at plus money. I would look at the, let's go with the Braves at plus money. And that's pretty much it for the underdogs. Getting any plus money because a lot of those underdogs are pretty much close to to even uh, money. Some of them minus one hundred and five compared to the the favorites are minus 110 or minus one ten or minus one fifteen, whatever. Look at your books, see what you get. Cardinals might be the one at plus one thirty. Adam Wainwright just looked great, and Brandon Woodruff just did not look good at all. Uh, I shy from this one maybe because it is the Brewers' uh, home opener. You know they're going to come out motivated, but I think the Cardinals could easily steal a win there. So. Might look at them at plus 130. Um, leans for me, strong leans. Pirates over the Nationals. Yankees over the Blue Jays. Um, and yeah, I guess maybe the Cardinals over the Brewers. Kind of be the leans for me here in, uh, on this board. Um, play of the day, I will have finalized. Once I, you know, check out the lineups that are released For the games, it's so hard here on the show to actually finalize a pick because I could love a team based off of what I've seen, based off of my initial handicap, and then, well, the thing that would just completely mess up everything is if I find out that a starting pitcher has been scratched. But what if I find out that you know the lineup comes out and the guy's not playing? Like, let's say I love the Phillies here, love the Phillies against the, the the Marlins. I find out. On Thursday, that Bryce Harper is not in the lineup. It changes things. So it's so hard to finalize a play. I have, so that's why I'm going to give you strong leans. We'll talk over the process like I've been doing here on the show. This is what I'm thinking. This is my process here. And uh, we'll finalize the play of the day, always released on my Twitter page at Scott's On Air, S-C-O-T-T-S. O-N-A-I-R, 6-1 to start the Major League Baseball season. One play every day. Then we move on to the next day. That's about it. So we hit the first three days of the Major League Baseball season. We had a loss over the weekend. And then we bounced back with three straight wins, looking for four in a row coming up here on Thursday. On your NHL scoreboard here on Thursday... You got some heavy favorites on the board, and it makes sense because at this point in the year, there's about eight games left in the regular season, and there's still playoff spots on the line. In the East, we know who's in. It's just a matter of who's the wild card teams, and yeah, division is still up for grabs. Rangers and, and uh, Hurricanes are battling for the Metropolitan the seeding is up for grabs who's going to be a 2 seed who's going to be a 3 seed and who's going to be the wild card teams in the west yeah there's some jockeying for positioning but also the wild cards are are wide open there are still plenty of teams in the western conference that could make or miss the playoffs right now the top 3 in the central is pretty much decided Nashville and Dallas, though, are wild card teams right now with 89 and 88 points. In the Pacific division, you have Edmonton as the two seed, LA just two points back of them as the three seed, Vegas three points back, and Vancouver six points back. And Vegas and Vancouver are chasing Dallas and Nashville for the wild cards as well. So there is a lot that's up for grabs here in the Western Conference. So when you have teams that are fighting for playoff playoff lives against teams that are totally out of it, yeah, these lines are going to be really high. Uh, the Bruins, minus 290 against the Senators. They shouldn't lose this game. They're fighting for playoff positioning trying to avoid being a wild card and having to go up against the Panthers or the Hurricanes in the first round. So they need a win. Blues against the Sabres. Blues are pretty much locked in to where they are, although not really because home ice is on the line. They're going to be in the 2-3 game, but... Will they have home ice against Minnesota, or will Minnesota have home ice against them? And yes, I know the Buffalo has kind of been a thorn in some people's sides as of late, but St. Louis should win this game. Capitals, Maple Leafs is going to be a lot of fun. Toronto minus 160. Toronto right now, they are pretty firm. Not not firm, but they're, they're, they're the two seed in the Atlantic. And they'll have home ice right now. They have a four point lead over Tampa. And as for the Capitals, they're a wild card team, yes. However, they're only three points back of Pittsburgh for third place in the Metropolitan Division, meaning that they would avoid being that second wild card and having to face off against the Florida Panthers in the first round. Ducks at the Lightning. Tampa minus 400. They need the win. They're trying to hold off the Bruins for third place in the Atlantic. Uh, You have the Islanders at the Penguins. Pittsburgh minus 160. Pittsburgh needs the win badly. The Islanders, not mathematically eliminated yet, but yeah, they're eliminated. You got the Red Wings at the Hurricanes. Carolina needs the win. Create some separation between themselves and the Rangers. They're minus 380. Oilers at Nashville. Nashville minus 115. Predators are a wild card team right now. Edmonton is two points up on the Kings for the two seed and home ice in that 2-3 matchup in the Pacific Division. So a fun one there. Wild are minus 120 in Dallas against the Stars. Dallas currently a wild card team. Minnesota fighting for that home ice advantage in that 2-3 matchup. Sharks, the Blackhawks, no one cares. Devils at the Avalanche. The Avalanche are just on a roll right now, and the only thing that they're playing for is the President's Trophy. They're two points up on Florida right now for the most points in the NHL and the President's Trophy. They've just been a machine lately, though. They have won seven straight games. Vegas at the Flames. Vegas needs the win. Calgary doesn't. I like Vegas at plus money here in this game. I really do. Coyotes and Canucks. The Canucks, not out of it. They need the win, and I think they'll get it. Vancouver is minus 280. But I really like plus money value on Vegas in Calgary against the Flames because they need this win badly. And Calgary is kind of just sitting here. They've won five straight Calgary, but they're nine points up on Edmonton. They don't have anything to play for. Motivation, a huge factor here this late in the season. Coming up this morning on Follow the Money at 7.45 a.m. Eastern Time, Nigel Sealy, soccer handicapper, will join the program. Maybe i will talk a little Europa League. Uh, Ross Tucker at 8.30 a.m., Western One NFL analyst, former offensive lineman. 9 a.m., Mike Palm from right here at Circa, also host of uh, Odds On here on the network, will join the program. And then at 9.30 a.m., uh, Brian Geltzauer from SiriusXM XM NBA Radio, Will join the program, talk a little NBA playoffs. It's all coming up this morning on Follow the Money. You can follow me, Scott Seidenberg, on Twitter at ScottsOnAir. S C O T T S O N A I R. I will tweet out the play of the day, maybe early on if I settle on it, because I'm I'm pretty pretty firm right now of where I'm going. But I will tweet that out coming up on Thursday. This is the look at here on Sin The... Sports Betting Network.